This and every B3 podcast brought to you by Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, one insurance agent for all of your needs. Stop knocking on wood. Go with an insurance man you can trust. That's Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. The B3 podcast is a production of Impulse Radio. What's outstanding? We will, we will tot you. Go ahead. He's putting Heinz 57 on his tater tots. Nope. I'm putting him. I think you need more sauces. I agree with you there. All right. We're, we're going to start the show now. <laughs> Come on, Rick. Showtime! Woo! 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 Welcome to the general. It's the Josh Thompson show live from <laughs> Red Bones. I think we're going to get uh, Deco in rare form tonight. Oh, I, <laughs> it's been a frustrating uh, two-day chain of events. Are we on Holiday World frustrating? Are we at that level? Where are we at? No, um, we're not at Holiday World level, but it's you know these are things as you know, and we talked about this last night on the phone. As, as as parents, you you the longer you talk about something, the more irritated and frustrated you get. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got potential. I guess hey, is what I'm trying to say. Can you really get 37 miles on an empty tank of gas? Evidently, <laughs> evidently you can do that on I-69. I-69, Todd. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if Coach Thompson knows this story yet. Okay. You told me last night. I, I, I talked to you at McDonald's and Lagoda. That's right. Yeah, I was still in a rage of fury by then. You were. Um, well, well, Deco had some. Uh, they had some de- technical difficulties tonight um, and couldn't get on the air. Or were you on for a brief few minutes? And you know, your guess at this point is as good as mine. So we we we're just going to have the Josh Thompson show right here. Well, on the, he, on he, Impulse Radio. He can he can he can chime in. Who we, we, we Lancaster's lined up special guests a tonight. Special guests. Yeah. A special guest. I think we're. I've been warned that Todd's hockey minute is going to be fantastic tonight. He says he's got a line of questioning. He's for got me. stuff to go. I do. You want to just go right there? Well, I think first of all, what are you eating? I think the because the, the, I've got the, the I wings. know what the people want. I've got the wings and yeah. I've got the tater tots. Okay. Um, I didn't get the full wings this time because it just left. It was it it, it was like uh, you had to be cleaning the Argonne Forest in World War One, the Battle of you know or the. It was crazy. You, you looked know. like you could be running for president in oh. 24. You were so orange. Let's put it that That's way. That's right. <laughs> However, um, you know, I went a little, little lighter this time. <laughs> so now, when you ordered your wings, I heard you describe it, just slide it through the... So- is that what you said? or how did uh, you- Drag it, I think. Drag it. it. Yes, it was drag it. You don't know about drag it? I don't. You should. So, what they do last week... <laughs> But don't you remember last week I was mixing sauces and I had all kind of stuff going on? I've never wanted to video this podcast more than I did last Wednesday night. That was that was something to see. It was a sight to behold. Well, all of this madness is brought to you by Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, 304 JFK Avenue, 812-295-3129. Auto Home Life, Renters, Business, Farm, Crop, Wing Eating Damage, everything. He'll cover it. <laughs> He's part of the Martin County business community for over 17 years. Travis Brett, Indiana, Farm Bureau Insurance. Todd, stop. You want to start right now with the wood? Well, it's not going to hockey minute. You always say knocking on wood. 
knocking on wood. And Travis Brett, you know what he is? He's my agent. Well, that leads us right into this. It may not be hockey tonight. It may be hockey. Tonight. No, it's only you know. I'm going to just throw out there: Bruins are 14 and two right now. Best start since 1929. But that's got nothing to that's do with that. That has no, nothing to do with this. Okay, I've been watching The Crown. Okay. Season five. Okay. It's I, fantastic. I, this is not where I thought we were going to go. It's fan freaking tastic. Okay. Okay. I I noticed something. Okay. I it, it, one of the episodes of season 5 is about um uh Dodi El Fayed okay. who was killed with Princess Diana. That's right. Mike you'll be honest with me on this. If you didn't know what was going Oh my god, he, he was copying me. Well, almost. He got fries not tots. Nevertheless, did you know Dodi El Fayed is a first cousin of Jamal Khashoggi, the Saudi journalist who was dismembered? Really? First cousin. Had you ever heard that in all of the coverage and, of Khashoggi or anything else? And people like you say there is no such thing as the trilateral commission. I'm just telling you that. Had you ever heard yeah. that? Hey, no, no master class out there running the world. Yeah, not after hearing that. They were first cousins. Um, the NWO, Mohammed, the one that's not for life. Mohammed Mohammed Fayed was his first wife was uh, Khashoggi's aunt. You know, she, her brother's uh, was his father, hey. which is just—I mean—is that not bizarre to have that relationship right there? It's remember, the, it's a lot longer than I remember it. How many times did you watch the Truman Show? Four. Remember when it was over and everybody just, like, they showed the mass amounts of people just turning right, off yeah, the TV right, over and over yeah, again? Uh-huh. Well, for our three listeners left. <laughs> just tell me you have never heard that story. I haven't. And that is bizarre. It's And it's I think bizarre. exactly as you said, it. there may be a lot more things going on in this world than we really want to There's know. some stuff that we just don't need to know about. How about that? Okay. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm cool with that every now and then. So... All right, there we go. Todd's sort of hockey minute. It's different. It was. It's yeah. different. That that. So the crown is good. I've I've not. Season five is fantastic. Is it really? They oh, took a little different five. approach. Wow. Yeah, they took a little different approach, and it's uh, well worth your time. Right. I also just did, I've been doing the White Lotus. For you on first season? Season two. Okay. In yeah. Sicily. I, I'm only two episodes in. Um, and it's it's different. I can't get used to Christopher not being Christopher. You know, but uh, he, I think I'm going to like that character, though. Do you watch White Lotus? I do not watch White, White Lotus. The first season, it's kind of, you have to stick with it, but I, I thought it was pretty It's good, not though. comfortable. Yeah. You know. You get to see the guitar player from that thing you do. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I love that thing you do. Oh, I, that it, was one of Tom Hanks' most fun movies. It that, was. That is one of the most underrated, yep. rewatchable. A- absolutely. Times. You talk about a movie. I've probably seen that movie uh, twenty times, give or take. I would say. If you want to go into the state of education, yes, I got a text from my uh, not Josh Thompson's, what Josh is teaching. That's first rate. I got a text from my daughter today. 
at Purdue. She says she has to write a paper. They assigned her a movie. Planet of the Apes, the original. Oh, wow. Mm. Charlton Heston. But, you know, you and it's part of the human evolu- her human evolution project that she's working on. Mm. I, the first time I ever saw Planet of the Apes, I was probably, I don't know, under 10 for sure. And it was a real late night on Channel 4 out of Indianapolis. Kind of grainy, not a clear picture. And I did not know what in the hell I was watching, but I was riveted by it. Josh, you got a Planet of the Apes story? Well, first time I ever saw Planet of the Apes was actually not even Planet of the Apes. It was Spaceballs. Oh, yeah, And yeah. so my dad had to explain to me the reference. Right. So then I had to go back and watch Planet of the Apes. So I sat in the theater day one of the reboot not the second reboot, but the one with Maki Mak. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I remember going, I had to be there at the noontime showing. Really? Because I loved all things ape back in the day, um, back in the 70s. Josh Thompson can quote changing topics a, a, a little bit. Can you quote the entire Spaceballs movie? Not if, quite the entire movie. If not, movie. but you're, you're in the ballpark, right? No, I'm in the ballpark. I mean, you know, John, that, that was actually one of John Candy's best performances, I thought. I, I've I've seen it. He's I, not I, a man. Not, yeah. He's not a dog. He's a mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Speaking, I, I was never a big Uncle Buck guy. I mean, as far as I thought, I, I was not a huge John uh, gonna, John Hughes guy. I'm gonna be. I was never a huge John Candy guy. I never really got John Candy for some reason. Great Outdoors was really good. Orange Whip. Orange Whip. Playing strange automobiles. From Blues Brothers. Yeah. It's very. Maybe I just didn't give him a chance. You know what? He was great on uh, SCTV. Yeah. You know, back in the the late seventies, he was he was he was See, he was as good as anybody who was ever on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he was he was pretty good there. But Plate Trades Automobiles, whenever he was in, you know, sleeping in the motel with Steve Martin. Yeah. And Steve Martin. <laughs> Is that a hand? Are yeah, those pillows? Yeah. Ask ask if those. Are <laughs> He had his hand between two pillows. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was a great. Camera. Nevertheless, what is your drop movie? Your uh, can't got to drop the remote when it comes on. Man, I, I I've got several oh, that, that I've, one's easy. I've watched. Uh, if it comes on, no matter if I have to sit and I will sit through commercials. If Urban Cowboy comes on for some reason, I cannot Solid. quit watching that movie. High Fidelity with John mm. Cusack. All right, I, you know what? I I grew into that, but. Uh, that thing you do, is, I, I can't turn that one. I, what about Char- Fer- what about Ferris Bueller? That one, I, yeah, I, I, not quite to the level of the other ones, but that I, when I read a thing that 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 movie was actually a dream, the whole thing and Ferris was a dream by Cameron, and that was just all Cameron living I've, out his. Yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah, which I guess you know. Whose jersey did he wear? Speaking of Todd's hockey minute, uh, Bobby Orr? No, nope. uh, no, he's a Red Wing. Gordy Howe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but, and dazed and confused, I, I, I was going to ask you what movie you could quote. You said he could quote Spaceballs. Dazed and confused, I can almost say every word. Almost word for word with the script. Okay. Well, my must-see and my quotable is, is, is Shawshank. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, yeah. that's my Sunday afternoon the only thing that would hold you back from Shawshank is if you get in at the right time, you know you got on TNT, you got three more hours. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. Yeah. But the story of Andy Dufresne talking about Shawshank 
is it's a movie that I used to show as a sociology teacher. Bad wife killing banker. <laughs> and the reason that I'm a sociology teacher, a licensed sociology teacher, is because of Mike DeCourcy. That is true. Really? So when we were... You lost a bet? By the way, when we were doing our student teaching basically together under our supervising teacher who is in the other room right now... Who's going to be on the air? Who's going to be on the air? Special guest tonight. Josh Thompson comes and hits me with a deal. And the deal is, I'll give you $100 to do this class because at the time, I, I like was a supervisor of the resource room for a couple of periods. So kids would come oh, wow. in and do their work. And at what school? This was at North Davies. And, you know, there were, there were things that they had to work I on. I didn't realize so, Josh had a little cougar in him. He's got a little cougar in him. I didn't know so that. it turns out that this $100 payment was the worst. It was the greatest investment I ever made. It's the greatest <laughs> investment of Josh Thompson's life. I probably did 100 hours of work for $100 minimum. And now, in fairness to my friend across the table, like 10 times he's like are you sure you don't just want me to do it and i was so irritated with him and i'm so stubborn that absolutely not i am going to finish this class <laughs> so i can you know just take you out in front of a group of friends 20 years post story and guess what we're doing tonight taking him out taking him out we the it was worth it you didn't even know what a podcast was back then no he was duke he was duke tutors before duke tutors existed me there you go well glad you're here with us tonight coach. well mine is a few good men absolutely oh, tremendous yeah. you can't you dude. can't nicholson i, I I've, i'm not going to say nicholson is great nicholson is yeah. not overrated by any means to me i just you know he's okay i, I haven't seen he was fantastic in that movie no Ta- talking about comedy what about anger management jack nicholson yep yep the Bob, Bob Knight scene. Yeah. I mean, talk about comedy. <laughs> that was great comedy. Well, just because of the, the greatest coach who's ever lived, isn't it? Yeah. Who's that? Gene Cady. I didn't realize Gene Cady was in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, who else was in it? What are you talking about? The greatest coach who ever lived. You're going to have to edit this because <laughs> I'm going to punch him in the mouth. What were we talking about? I said save it for the podcast. We need to bring that up. This would probably be a good time. I don't even know. Um, there was a whole show going on a few minutes ago. Yes, there was. And I said, we need to save this for the podcast. What the hell was it? It was you and Thompson talking about it. I don't even remember. Hatchet House. This is terrible. All right, let's do a few minutes. <laughs> All right, let's talk. What's Todd, that, Todd? Todd wants to be a sports reporter. Like some Go ahead. Let's do a few minutes of yeah. Josh in the first game while the rest of us finish our food. Yep. Oh, I know what it was. <laughs> oh, good. Never mind, Thompson. Why? <laughs> Old. Why does Josh Thompson <laughs> not yet have a sandwich named after him here? That was not it, but. That was it. The tenderloin should be named. I knew what he was going to have. You know. Why, why, is, why is this not... Coach is that the Jimmy T? It's the Jimmy what? T. So it could, I mean, very easily be the Joshy T. Yeah. The Joshy T, the Coach T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Coach T. No yeah, let's, let's that start that. Where is Cindy? Let's let's start. Well, I know these menus are printed, but the next menu printing, let's, let's well, name I, some stuff after And people. I've been lobbying for a long time that I made the mushroom and Swiss burger at this restaurant famous. I mean, that needs to be the B3. Burger. And if you have the Chad Ballinger here, whatever menu item it is that you leave half of on your plate. 
That's the Chad Ballingy. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of restaurants and food, we talked to our, maybe someday, our food critic last night in Linton. Wyatt Stone? Wyatt Stone. Wyatt Stone was in the house. He, he, he texted me tonight. I've got to send him a schedule. A poster. So, no, Brino says he is going to um, give Wyatt his own segment on our show. Okay. I, I don't know anybody that likes to eat out more than Wyatt. Oh, he loves it. No, nope, nobody. <laughs> He's a food critic. He's a, he said the one in Far- was Farmersburg yesterday. Yeah, some uh, some diner. Yep. Like Angie's Diner. Yeah, or Angie's or Annie's. Speaking yeah. of sandwiches, used to be able to go to that restaurant in Farmersburg and get a farmer's burger. Oh, really? Can't do it nice. anymore. It's a Mexican restaurant. Oh, well. That's a great name, though. Just like my favorite liquor store in the whole world, French Liquors. <laughs> that was an amazing. Owned by Alan Nante and Mark Taylor. Amazing name for a liquor store. <laughs> Wasn't there one in Terre Haute liquor where she likes it? <laughs> well, the I, best. No, I mean, the, I think. The best one tire in I Vincent's, think it's on TV. I've seen that. The best one tire in Vincent's had that sign up forever. It said rubber the right way. I mean, how perfect is that? Attraction marketing. There you go. Um, God, I know that was really good, what we were talking about, what you guys were talking about earlier. It's all right. Josh? Oh, I got it. Jeff Saturday. Oh, yes. The Jeff Saturday debate. Okay, so as we talk, anybody that listens to this, I have a feeling knows what's going on. But for those out there who don't, Jeff Saturday gets hired as the coach coach after, rightly so, Frank Wright loses his job. I hate to see anybody lose their job. But you, you got rid of the quarterback. You got rid of the offensive coordinator. And then they it, it, went it was time for a change. They go out and lay another complete, like, uh, a worse egg. And the guy that calls the plays and runs the show got fired, so they bring in Jeff Saturday with high school coaching experience. There's been critics. Bill Cower, for one. Rex Ryan, who I don't think would know how to play a song on that jukebox, but he was an NFL coach. Yeah. Um, like feet. Very. Yep. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> very um, critical and said that it was a disgrace to the coaching profession. Go ahead, Todd. I, no, I, I, I get it. You can make a change. It doesn't hurt to make that change and hire somebody you want. Like I said, and we said a la Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference with Ted Lasso and Jeff Saturday, though, is I think Jeff Saturday is the closest thing you can get to a quarterback. I mean, let, let's face the facts. He was calling off yeah. Peyton Manning. Right, yeah. And, and and it goes back to – And he's been involved in – Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I all mean, those guys with Peyton and Jeff Saturday, Marvin Harrison, those guys are incredibly close with Ursay. Yeah. And it goes back to, I, I think, a couple of weeks before when they had the Ring of Honor ceremony. I, I think all this stuff was important. <laughs> yeah. And – you know, called re- it during the game that Sunday. Yeah, said. I mean, you know, it, it couldn't have went much further south than what it was going. That, and so I, I think I think you bring in Jeff Saturday, it creates some excitement. Um, you know, going back to the Ted Lasso, it's it's not even equitable. I think Jeff Saturday's qualified. Here's what I think, just as a high school basketball coach. A lot of people in the state of Indiana got ticked off when Damon Bailey got to coach basketball in the state of Indiana because he wasn't a licensed teacher. Because prior to that, the IHSA had the stupid rule that you had to be a licensed teacher. And Damon completely changed the landscape. And there were a lot of coaches in the state of Indiana that got ticked off because they – you know what? 
I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Damon knows the game. Yeah, I, I, okay. I, I think so. <laughs> so, and I'm pretty sure kids played hard for Damon. Yeah. So, was Damon the worst cho- choice that Bedford could make? Absolutely not. Jeff Saturday, the worst choice for the Colts. I'm not saying Jeff Saturday's Damon Bailey. Right. But I'm just right. saying that there were a lot of ways that the Colts could have went that would have been worse than Jeff I think Jeff if, you're, if you're going to make that move, it was in the situation the Colts in. Like you said, can't go any farther down. I mean, mm-hmm. that was that last three weeks was abysmal. Oh. And really before that, I mean, I was at the Kansas City game. There's no way they should have won that football game, let alone against one of the I, best teams. You know what, I – I've never been a Colts fan. I've been a Patriots fan. You know, send your hate mail to T. Lancaster at Wash Times Herald. Would you Would you read it? No, I wouldn't <laughs> okay. read it anyway. But nevertheless, um, delete. But I, I, I guess since Andrew Luck is gone, they have been the most – they've just made the most predictably – I don't want to say bad decisions, but just decisions that seem to take no thought at all. Well, and you know, if there's a retread out there, let, let's put them in the blue and white. And, and that's where I think, obviously, Jim Ursay. I'm not going to call him Mr. Ursay. He's not my teacher. But I think being kind of an artist, or I think that's how he fancies himself. I think he does a lot of things off feel, and he Listen may not. Listen to the music. Yeah, like music. And I, mean, I and, and I and I don't think the X's and the O's. Maybe he couldn't tell you. Yeah, makers here, diet. Here's where things are failing. But what I think he could tell you is that in the past ten years, there has been a, an, an erosion of the culture of the mm-hmm. Colts. And I know Lancaster is going to get pious here and I'm talk not. about the Patriots. But the Colts, simply put, for for a decade plus, were the second best organization in the NFL every year, year in, year out, year in, year out, and. That's where I think he was going. I think he saw the culture. I think those reports of, of like the, the one that disturbed me last summer was the one about Andrew Luck that basically went completely the opposite. Everybody went, oh, Andrew wants to be 31 years old and sit in a library and be a nerd and give books to kids. I think I what, know what you're going to say. What they said was Luck was so frustrated Thank you. by the lack of hard coaching that he and the rest of the offense got, that he was just like, I'm already hurt. We're going to keep being a dog chasing our tail. Screw it. I'm out. And, and, and there's people who were like, you know, the big story was, well, Luck got hurt skiing in Germany. Maybe he did. But the year before he, had, he did that, you know, he, he had a lacerated, like, was, was it a liver? Because like, of no protection. Because of no, like, the dude was getting smoked. And I, and I think that's... That's a story where his people have been so quiet, right. and the two people who have reported on it have been, you know, Greeny at ESPN and, and Todd's best friend, uh, Dan Dockich. Who? That, that's hey, right. Go ahead. Finish your point, but remind me. No, but I, 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 just think, I just think whatever happens, he's trying to it, – it's a culture reset. This is how we expect to do our business, whether we're good or whether we're bad. Why – I'm – real quick, my background, I, I've been a Bears fan forever – and then about two years ago realized I don't ever watch the Chicago Bears when they had Jay Cutler and, and what's his name, Fox, two of the most – I didn't care for either one of them. Like, what am I doing being a – I don't even watch the game. So I said, you know what, I, I'm going to start watching the Colts. And I, so I kind of am a pseudo-come-lately Colts fan. Yeah. And I – so I, I don't follow it super close. Why does Dan Dockage constantly, when I see – 
things here and there on social media. Why is he constantly talking about the Colts media being a fraud? What is the background of that? I, I just think, oh, and, I, and, I, and, and Todd can disagree with me, but thank you t- to my friend here who's let me be a correspondent with the Washington Times-Herald for over a decade Fine now. Fine publication. But one of the most exhausting things that I ever had to do over and over and over again, the IU media room back in the day, it was, it was fanboy after fanboy after fanboy, as Dockich would say, this blogger, this website, this now insider the at the Indianapolis Star. So I'm going to tell you a story. There's a reporter at the Indianapolis Star who was probably, I don't know, I would guess he's six or seven years younger than me, and you all would know who he is. I'm not going to say his name on air. Yeah, I am. Zach Osterman. So I'm walking in to get my credentials. Cody Zeller's freshman year. Okay. And I go up to the window, Mike DeCourcy, Washington Times Herald. So, oh, yeah, Mike, here it is, blah, blah, blah. Put it around my neck. And, and this guy looks at me, and he says, where, where are you from? Uh, Washington Times, Washington Times Herald. Oh, so you know, and he named some other sports writer. I said, don't know him. He went around the media room basically saying that I, you know, was un- basically I'd broke some code and I had stolen a credential and I, I didn't have a right to be in the room. <laughs> and finally I just went, hey, jackass, Cody Zeller's hometown, not Washington, D.C., where you're from moron and so when you see these just what's the word i'm looking for just just miserable people i mean and i'm not talking about dockage i'm just like man i I don't fit in here i'm 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 glad to be here and it was fun and it was a great experience right but when you talk about i mean it's i don't i don't know it's a it's a completely different world that i don't want to understand dan dockage is the most one of the smartest basketball coaches Okay, he has his bona fides. He has done everything except. Well, I guess he was the IU coach for how long? Yeah, seven games. Yeah, I probably has probably has eaten here. Um, yeah, I've, because he was living at Country Oaks um, during some of the Zeller recruiting back in the days. Yeah, he knows. He knows everything he needs to know about basketball. His personality, he's too thin-skinned. Okay. He's just too thin-skinned. I know you guys. I know Doyle. A lot of the, I, I just see you like retweeting stuff. Has he become? Has he quote unquote jumped the shark? Is he? Is he as clickbait as he seems? Um, I, when I turn it on once in a while, I yeah, the politics stuff, whatever. But when he starts talking sports, I I don't dislike what he has to say, but. Man, when you look at social media, it just seems like a lot of clickbaity stuff. I would, I, 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 I would agree with that. I, I think I would. Well, first of all, that way a little bit. Yeah. And 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 as Todd but would say, but but in the new yeah. media, <laughs> it's yeah. clickbait. Well, guess You're what? Right. That that equals a job. No, I I just think he's found his space, his 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 lane, and his lane is, I you know I don't I don't want to say sports shock jock, but, but yeah, but he's never I mean. been afraid to piss people off if they're going to listen and that and you know what should that be your first objective is to try to piss people off well or should it be to try to inform and and he has the information i mean he's been in he's been in more locker rooms he's a smart guy he's a smart guy you know but the fact is he tends to get a little personally political he tends to get it's his way or the highway but he gives bikes to kids 
Gives at the end of the day. Yes, he gives back. Uh, listen, I'm sure he's a day. I'm sure he's a great guy, but you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to tune in. No. So anyhow, going back to the to the media, that that's a lot of that. And I'm not saying I'm, there there were a couple of people that I met a, a, in those media rooms. Rick Bozich, uh, who was at the Louisville Courier Journal at the time, one of the greatest. You know, he was nice to me and had no, but. I don't know. It's I, it's a stuffy atmosphere, Brian. Okay. You would not fit in. I'll tell you what. When <laughs> when when Knight was there, this is the truth story. <laughs> you, he had like he had the <laughs> he had the little mini desks in the media room, like the like the elementary school style desks. See, I like those. Was, I look taller. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> my point my point is he had a popcorn and pretzels and diet coke. That was the whole media experience at the time. And he just did it to, hum- to, to humiliate people. I mean, you know what I mean? Or That's why he put them in the little desks. And that's, that's five podcasts you could do on Bob Knight. So does but he think the Colts media is not tough enough on the Colts? Is that what the issue I think, is? And, and I've seen some of these things. They just give them the pass. Where, where they yeah. get a pass and, and there's, you, you, you see articles. And Chris Ballard was voted the best you know, general manager in, in the NFL. Like I saw one on CBS Sports this summer. And it, and it's like, wait, what? I mean, that would be like, I I, I don't know. It, it, There's 30 teams that aren't going to. The it'd be Super like Bowl. saying Josh Josh is the greatest coach ever, and he's got one winning season in five years. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. That was me. After that was that, that was, was that was called Springs Valley, hey, by hey, the way. I was getting ready to say that was me after five years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to throw a curveball at this whole conversation. Throw it. You know, with when you talk about the Indianapolis Colts, and, and I know I'm showing my age here, um, but when you go back to the Peyton Manning you know, era in Indianapolis, didn't the Colts make high school football cool again? Like, I, I mean, just think about that. Oh, like, in the state like, of Indiana? Like yes. in the state of Indiana because, you know, they built Lucas Oil right. and they brought the state championship games there. I mean, obviously before that it was at the RCA Dome. But you know, without Peyton Manning, that building doesn't get built. No. Well, and I oh, saw yeah. I saw a, a a a story, Josh, when Peyton was being inducted into the Hall of Fame, that in 1997, it was like the 117th most selected name given to babies in the state of Indiana was Peyton. Yeah. And by 2003, it was number one. one. <laughs> yeah. It was number one. And, and with that, boys and girls, then, by the way. Then the the casual fan like myself. Became interested in the sure, Indianapolis right, Colts, yep. yeah. and so you know the, that whole era. You know, you know now all of a sudden it, it's North Davies football is a big deal. Washington football is a big deal, and to, to people that before didn't really worry about high right. school football. Yeah. Like like even if you don't go to the games, you're still interested in the score, and 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 in smaller communities where before. High school football wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Now, well, and that, uh, now it becomes yeah, becomes coach, me, you, Brian, oh, Friday nights. I mean, how many times this fall did you, hey, did you see, yeah. you know, and the screenshot of a score, you know? And before that, and we I don't mean, have football. I mean, you. maybe it was just me with my age, and maybe it was me be, being from a non football school, but we didn't care. Yeah, right. We didn't care. Right. And, and especially we didn't care because Linton had football and it didn't matter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. I, look, uh, that's enough, Jeff. Saturday. I hope it works out. I hope it's well, better. Well, and, and I do too. Uh, it, but it, they're not going to the. It Super injected, Bowl. like Coach said, it injected some. It was a, it, it was probably the right hire at the right time, if that's going to be. But 
calm down. The Raiders have won two games. Yeah. <laughs> Just let's not get let's not yeah. get too excited. Yeah. Don't, Matt don't. Ryan did look better. The offensive line did look much, much, much better. better. The, the why but why have they gone out after a thirty seven year old quarterback after thirty seven year old quarterback? I saw a funny thing. After thirty seven year old It listed all the next like it went ten years and listed, you know, all the next quarterbacks for the Colts. For the yeah. Colts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that. So I I, I the segue was is perfect. I got to tell my Reggie Theus story real quick. You talk about walking in a room and having somebody be a complete jackass out of nowhere, and it it, it has a lot, a lot of segues from that story. It's got a Zeller. It's got of somebody being a jackass in a weird place, and you mentioned Louisville. So here we go. This is during the Luke Zeller recruiting process. Bill Rickey, my best friend, was. Luke Zeller's junior high coach. He becomes the conduit to Louisville through Wiley Brown and da, da, da. so we're going, we're going no, down. I like that Wiley Brown. He doesn't have a thumb, by the way. Bill and I got tickets. Shaking his hand. God, I got a good Wiley Shaking Brown Wiley story Brown's too. I'll tell that real fast. I cracked Wiley Brown up. We're in his car on this same day, driving around, and, and he we got talking about golf, and he said, "Guys, I can't, I can't chip." He said, I, I started, I got the shanks, and now I shank all my chips, da 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 and I said, Wiley, there's one thing about chipping. Once you shank one, it's like not ever getting your dick hard. It may never happen again, but that's all you think about every time. <laughs> he starts crying. He said, Brian, you crazy. You crazy. I was, I was at a day at the Hatchet House. Must have been after Luke Zeller's sophomore summer. Okay. Maybe so. Maybe. I don't know, because I think he'd already committed by the time he was a junior or thereabouts. Or yeah, it was It was Wiley Brown and somebody else from Louisville. It was Tom Crean wearing fresh off his final four at Marquette with a couple of his little minions. Really, really small minions. Um, uh, Tommy Amaker from Michigan. Oh, wow. Tom Izzo, a scout from the Clippers, Katie, and Knight had been there privately that afternoon to watch Luke work out. Wow. And and they were all they were all kind of up in the corner together. You yeah. know what I mean? Watching and Luke was playing with like thirty two year old guys and twenty eight year old guys and all this and that, but that was, I mean, you walked in there, and it was like, uh, Mike Myers was in there with me, too, that night. Oh, uh, Yeah, he'll tell you. It was, and those guys still tell the story about you and Mike Myers sitting being there. Yours. They, go, they were yeah. both there. <laughs> so, anyway, not to take too long. Bill, Ricky, and I were, were, were heading, we were going to Louisville for an Aerosmith Kiss concert. Great concert that night. He's like, hey, they want, so we go visit Louisville. It was fun. We went to a practice, all this. But we go in, we're going to meet Co- Coach Patino. So we're sitting in his office. And, uh, by the pool table? Uh, there was no pool table in the office oh, that I was just in. checking on that. That's, that's a different office, one that I would have gladly gone to. But I was sitting. Oh, so I'm sitting here. And Reggie Theus walks in. Now, I knew Reggie Theus back in the day. From you know, the Bulls? The Jerry, Cole, Jerry yeah. Curl with the Bulls, now the Bethune-Cookman. This is how the story came up. We were texting about Bethune-Cookman. So Theus walks in, and we shake hands nice and and he walks in. Patino's not in the room. He walks in with an air of Patino. I'm really somebody here, he, and, and you know. So we start shooting the shit, and I don't know how this came up, but he said something about 
being on TV. And I said, oh, you mean hang time? <laughs> and I, pro- I probably did chuckle just a bit because he was making it sound like he was up for Emmys, you know. And I said, oh, you mean hang time? And he snaps his head at me and he says, you know, and I can't remember the guy's name. He was speaking of Mr. Belding. He said, he told me one time, and he's got this look on his face like he is as serious as he can be. He told me one time, just because you play the man, you're not the man. And I look at Bill, and he looks at me, and we're like, what in the Sam hell is happening here? So now, Reggie Theus is mad at me. So then he says, so where are you from? And I say, I live in Evansville. And he says, oh, Evansville. Big Evansville guy. Like, he's, like, taunting me at this point. Now, I'm a five, you know, I'm on a really, really good day. I'm 5'9", 200, too many. And I'm standing next to whatever. 201. Six, seven, yeah. Just one. Right. So I'm like, okay. And I'm like, man, I wish Patino would get here. This is getting uncomfortable. So he says, so you're from Evansville. Who's Mr. Evansville? And I'm like, Don Mattingly? <laughs> he starts cracking up like it's the dumbest thing he's ever heard in his life. Now I'm getting mad. <laughs> so after he cackles, I'm not shitting you, slaps his leg. He's laughing so hard. At Don Mattingly, one of the greatest first base. Okay. Yeah. So he says, you want to try again? So now... I have a feeling where he's going, but now I'm trying to be a complete dick. And I'm like, Bob Greasy. Marty Simmons? <laughs> and he now he looks at me like, you are a little asshole. And he said, I'm like, well, who do you call Mr. Evansville? And he said, Jerry Sloan. Oh, okay. I said, fair point. I played with but, him with the Bulls. Yeah, I'm 30, whatever I was. I'm 34 years old. Jerry Sloan is Mr. Salt Lake City. He is not Mr. Evansville. And... <laughs> He turns to me like he's just about to say something about that time the boss walks in. <laughs> and you have never seen someone go from complete dick to, well, guys, great talking to you. Da, da, da. Like, Get out of here, you jackwad. <laughs> well, so that's my, that's my Reggie Theus. You know, my mom I about once, came to blows with my the mom once bowl. babysat for Bill Russell's kid in Reading, Mass. Really? That's where... And, and Russell had some huge racial problems when he was living in this town. But my mom was a senior in high school. Why? And why was she a senior? No, why, why do you have racial problems? Uh, they hated black people in Boston. I don't know oh, if you I knew that I or not. I hadn't heard that. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that or not. I had never heard that before. But he lived in, uh, hey, grab Nathan. Um, yeah, no, she and her friend babysat for, I think his name was Buddha, believe it or not, Bill Russell's little baby. And she really? Said, she said they had like a. All of their friends over, too, in, in the house that day. Wow. Bill had, like, this huge train set in the basement and, and this and that. But, yeah, there you go. There we go. Um, does Mike DeCourcy have a minute or anything he wants to get off his no, chest? I'm trying to get Nathan over here now. After, after being stranded on Morgan Avenue yesterday and literally doing the walk of shame to buy a gas can – purchase gas, and then go fill the truck up with gas after my son told me that he drove for 38 miles on with low fuel. So now you know you get 38 miles to the gallon on that. So it was one of those deals where it was so cold and so windy when I was walking. 
How cold was it? It knocked the starch right out of me. And I'm sure you had coat, gloves. I had basically sweatpants and uh, a uh, and a and uh, like a like a fleece cool. pullover. Yeah, it was great. What was the conversation like on the way back to About like we talked on the uh, way home, like you know, occasionally what you can do when when you can't get to us for oh everything that you need. Yeah. Take your card from your account that you have money in and maybe just that your, I gave you. Yeah, that I gave you. Maybe just get yourself a little gas, and 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 we'll hook up later, and 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 maybe settle the difference. So, you know, that's that 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 was that. Yeah, guess what? It doesn't change. My middle son's twenty-four, and after a big bachelor party, Uh-oh. he redecorated the uh, the laundry room. Think about what that means. <laughs> oh, could mean no. could mean a lot of things. How long ago was this? Two weeks. Oh no! Two and a half weeks. Oh no! He, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he. I said, I said, did you drink tequila? He said yes. I said, <laughs> did you drink the rumple mints? He said yes. Did you eat ABCs and one, two, three? But, but uh, <laughs> it was like he named he named everything. Yeah, I guess he named every. I named everything you shouldn't drink. He said, yeah, I drank all that. Oh no. Then came in and just, and my wife got to walk in at that at 5.30 in the morning. Oh, well. So you're saying that Max is the reason that some animals eat their young? Oh, God. But you know what? you still got a lot of time left, my man. So, but anyhow, we, 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 we pulled through. Should we hey. start chanting Nathan? Nathan. He's, he says he's coming, but I don't know. We haven't got our, co- we haven't got our Hatchet House preview from yeah, the coach. Go ahead, that. Josh. Let's throw that on. Let's talk about... We, the, you, I know everybody's tuned in after Todd's welcome to the new season of the B3 <laughs> podcast when he says, now we're not going to talk about sectional three all year. For an hour every year. Every yeah, right. But, yeah. again, best sectional in the state, right, yep, Nico? Yep. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, let's talk basketball, though. Uh, Bar Reeve, I think it's fair to say, under a bit of change uh, going into the season, maybe in a little different position than what you've definitely been in the last few years where you know you're a state contender heading into it. But uh, I was looking for Kurt Hope the other, the other day, but I didn't find him anywhere. Bryson Graber wasn't around. <laughs> you were looking. I look in the lockers. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of Patino. I look everywhere. <laughs> Graber, Hope. I look. <laughs> they ain't coming through that door. coming through that door. <laughs> <laughs> look everywhere. No, um, I was telling Mike on the coaches show that lasted – like three minutes and 18 seconds. Tonight. Was this the part that was on the air or when you kept talking for 20 minutes? Before? It was when Mike was doing the hand motion, like, keep going. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Dwayne. Um, now, one of the things I was telling Mike was that uh, it is so cool. And to me, it is the epitome of Indian high school basketball that on the night before Thanksgiving that you can go to the Hatchet House and there's going to be 4,500 to 5,000 people there to watch High school basketball. And we're going to be completely different than what we've been. Yeah, right. You know, from the last two, three years. I, but I, people are still going to come because it's what you do. Before we talk about the team a little bit here, what – I don't know all the team. I'm sure there's other traditions the night before Thanksgiving around the state. But what's it like, when especially I was at your first year? When I was at Vincent's, we played Northview. Well, I can see where <laughs> – I mean, that's typically on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, right? the Ocho. Yeah. No. Um what, especially your first year, what was it like going in there for Shit, probably all the eyes are on that? <laughs> yeah, right. Don't lose. Yeah, right. No, no. Um, 
you know, obviously with everything that surrounded, you know, the, the, the coaching change and, and me being in my first year, it was, it was like, hey, you know, all eyes are on this team. Yeah. And, like, how, how are we going to react? And I tell Mike this all the time. Like, I go back to year one here at Bar Reef, and I know that I say all the time, pressure is what you put on yourself. But, like, that team had to perform every night. Yeah. And, like, if, if we lose that Hatchet House game my first year <laughs> – Stuff goes bad really quick. Well, you would have been fired. I mean, <laughs> I mean let's not get. I mean, yeah. you know, but but let's be honest. Like like every all eyes. I don't want to say all eyes were on me, but all eyes were on the team. And no, everything no, all eyes were on you. I'm here to report. You know, they were all on you. And, and, and it's like, hey, you know, you don't lose that game. Yeah. And so there were a lot of games like that year one. I, I remember that game after Gene Miller said the same thing many times on this very podcast. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, that that year, there were a lot of games that we felt like we had to win, but that Hatchet House game, that that was that was the big oh, one. Oh, I can imagine that was the big one. Um, but now it's to the point where, man, it's one of the coolest parts of Indiana high school basketball. No question. I mean, yeah. it, it, and and with the addition for us, you know, um, pseudo media people, and well. I guess two of you are actually media people. Well, I guess I am too now. Yeah, you are. You're official. Then I'm doing sports, yeah. You but, have to sit at a little desk yeah. after the game. You know I don't. <laughs> uh, I do sit at the Rhodes Automotive Sports Club. Yes, you do. But the addition of the Tuesday night game just makes it even, I don't know, It just it, it, now it's a block. You well, know, it's, it's really more of a triple block now because you'll be able to go to the birdcage on Monday and watch WC and Lighthouse kick the whole thing off. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this isn't. And then let's not, you know, we're not making a joke This here. isn't that just about state champions. That should be a competitive game, a competitive basketball game. I'll expect game. to see you there with me then. I will be there. As I would say, Brino, uh, often imitated, never duplicated. That game on Wednesday night, like, there'll be 4,500 people there, and I don't care if Bari wins two games the rest of the year, the Hatches win two games the rest of the year. I think there's a lot like, of people here who would care that you. I, no, I'm not saying that there aren't a lot of people. I'm just saying I don't care. There will still be 4,500 people there. Oh, absolutely. Regardless of the and, talent level of those and, teams. And I don't know if you were on the air when I heard you say this, but it, it is a cool atmosphere because, like you said, kids coming home from college. Oh, um, people coming home from Thanksgiving that, you know, adults that are, are coming in for, for that game. And, for family. So what yeah. can we – Real quick, we'll talk to you a hundred times. What can we expect with the Bari Vikings, especially early in the year with kind of a new, newer team at this level? No, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a fun team for me to coach. And I'm not saying that that doesn't mean it's not going to be frustrating at times, whether that be in practice and games. But uh, this is a fun group of kids, uh, easy to root for. And, and Albert said that the other day. And if Dean Scott says that during practice – then it, you know it's the gospel. Yeah. Um, they are a hardworking group of kids. Um, we've got two kids that started for us and only part-time starters last year yeah. that are packed for us. But uh, these are kids that are going to compete, and, and uh, I'm really fired up about coaching this group of kids. Let me year. give Josh's best quote. Okay. He said, you can get impatient with Josh Thompson, Yeah. but don't get impatient with these kids because they're going to be a much better team at the end of the year than the way we start out. And and I I say that all the time, and that's not coach speak, Brian. I mean, it it is what it is for for high school basketball coaches. We know what we're getting into. Sure. And people can get impatient with us, 
but just have some patience with these guys. And uh, I, I, think, uh, I think the product you see in late February, early March is going to be pretty good. How do you change going into this season because you, you, you've had the luxury of a veteran? I mean, my God, how many 1A schools, not counting 4A schools, have, you know, five juniors starting on the JV level. Yeah. The, you know, we've talked about it before. That has success for those guys. Hell, they couldn't even get on the varsity until their senior well, year, you know. I mean, you gotta remember, but it's a different year. you got to remember, though, these guys won 16 games, 16, 17 games as juniors last year and, and sophomores. So, uh, you know, Carson Boyd, we've only got one senior uh, on the team this I year. I was shocked driving by the billboard on Route 50 of the Bar Reeve senior athletes. It was almost strange. First thing I noticed, my God, there's only yeah. one basketball. Well, and, and and I'll cut in for Josh here. Uh, and now the the great uh, the the legend, the Silver Fox. He's got more nicknames than Triple H, but the great Albert Cavanaugh. But but this this senior class currently at Bar Reeve, I I remember these guys being in the first and second grade, and Albert, you know, telling me we, you know, there's just not a lot of guys in the in in this class that play anything. Yeah, and and it, it's a small class, and. You know, you you just you, you always knew it was going to have um, a certain set of challenges, yeah. and and uh, you know, like so anybody says, oh, it's no, that's we've worked. Albert's nodding his head. We've known it for yeah. for ten years. You teach more probably. Oh, going, I mean, w without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> there there were times over the course of the last three or four years. Obviously, last year we didn't have Bryson where Bryson and I would butt heads in practice. And we would have to agree to disagree. But at the same time, I always knew that keys were in Bryson's hands. Sure. You know, and so I didn't have to do a ton of teaching. You know, I, I tried to guide. Yeah. And now we have to do a lot of teaching. Um, but that's where you, you get good assistant coaches. And I will tell you, in texting back and forth with Bryson, over the last couple of weeks, he, he said, you know, he said, Coach, he said, you got great kids. And he said, those guys are going to buy into whatever you tell them. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought that was very well put because they are great kids. And so that's why I think the product we see in late February, early March is going to be a lot different than what we see, you know, next week. But I'll tell you what, those guys are going to compete their rear ends off. Pike Central Choir Director, Buttheads, Mike DeCourcy. <laughs> the John, whole – Hey, uh, you, you know what I mean? They would have been like, they were like this back then. Hey, one night, you guys need to bring the legend, John Mokris. Brent Dalrymple's right here. Oh, man. No, we already John, did. Yeah. So, but, but did he talk about Mike as an athlete? I think, I th yeah, he did. We had a whole, we had devoted 30 coach, minutes right? to it. I must yeah. have missed that episode. Well, it was, uh, it was a week you would have missed the episode, Coach. Yeah, it was probably not in a time where you were in a great mood. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, say. yeah, yeah. You, you, you weren't. Uh, you, you weren't keen on Cougar facts. You that weren't week. into uh, a comedic sports reporting at <laughs> yeah. that point. Was that when I went into a two-week dormant period and it I didn't was, even that? I'm I didn't, gonna I, guess Brian Emmons' texts were non-existent. Yeah, well, yeah. Kind of when you, you when you came back to school and you looked like Ron Burgundy walking the streets of San Diego <laughs> with milk. And a beard. I think that's about the time I said, is Thompson okay? Because we have a text thread, Deco and, and Josh and I, with a lot of pro wrestling and complete nonsense on yeah. it. And it's not a lot of deep conversation. No, As opposed no. to the one we have. Right. And probably even less. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but By the uh, way, I said, is Josh okay? <laughs> By the way, that, that text thread that we had this week, when that dude was the ultimate warrior and ran out onto the golf course, <laughs> my... 
Like, I showed that to my wife, and she didn't understand why that was funny. Oh, my God, that guy could run. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Two Ultimate Warrior texts this week. Yes. Yeah. What was that Phil Collins thing? I had no idea. It was crazy. No, I'd never seen that. Before. I had either. I don't, and it, we've talked about it before Super 70 Sports, the best Twitter follow, but. I'm sure if you just Googled Phil Collins and the Ultimate Warrior, it will come up. And I have no idea what in the hell that was. Where's Nathan? Is he, is he over there still? Uh, doesn't look like anybody's back there, Todd. It, 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 he shined us. I, I, he shined us. I told the bullpen they were in, and I wasn't gonna the right-hander went to the locker room. <laughs> I had some big questions for him, too. I wasn't going to drink tonight. And I'm now his favorite, his favorite keyboard player from the Grateful Dead. Living or not living. Like a hat, yeah, a hey, half of one's good. One of these Thank nights you. when you get Nathan Lester on here, you have to have him talk to you about how he spent a night in a booth down in Nashville, Tennessee with Adam Durrett, the lead singer from Counting Crows. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm just telling you. It's, it's one of the greatest. I want to hear that story. It's one of the greatest stories ever. He, uh, better he than my the, Reggie Thea the story? Didn't he? It turned out better for him than it did for you. That he, went to, he went to Austin P. Yep. Yes. Nashville. Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee. No, Adam I don't Durrett's. think it's Nashville. Oh, well, but I was well like the P but, is not. But, but he was spent, spent the evening. Little known fact that, you know, he was, he was the guy that made Fly Williams all that he was back at Austin P in 73, back in the day. Open the fly. Let's go P. Austin P in 73. All right, we, uh, I, I do need to say, I make a lot of jokes about Gene Miller on this podcast. The only reason I do that is because we invited him on the podcast and he never responded. He did not tell us no. Thank you, Cindy. He never told us no. He never. He just didn't answer me. So, you know, um, so next week we will have Gene Wait, Miller on the We've show. got Cindy here. Cindy, we were going to bring something up with you. We would like Thompson to have an honorary tenderloin sandwich named after him. <laughs> Yeah, we, we have decided that all the sandwich, we're big enough here now, everything needs a name. All the sandwich, like what would we name after Albert? Bud Light? <laughs> Bush Light. Bush, Bush Light, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's all sorts of stuff, you know. Like, like he needs his own size glass, the Albert. The Albert. Like the Brutus yeah. at How Avalese? big would that goddamn glass be? <laughs> <laughs> Here goes my reputation. What else are we going to talk about? Um, hey, I got. I do have one question I meant to bring up on the last one. We haven't talked about Yellowstone. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Why is girls' basketball numbers down so much? Do you have any rationale or deco? I mean, you might have – you seem to have theories. Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> Go ahead. I, I've got theories about every, everything. Uh, no, I, I, I think – Lagodi doesn't have a JV. I think – Half part, of our schedule. I think part of it, and, and by the way – the last, you know, volleyball state championship team we had here at Bari, I think we only had two or three club players in yeah. the whole program at the yeah. time. But I think the emergence of club volleyball. No, I, I, and, I had that conversation and, with Mark Bledsoe today. And simultaneously, the emergence of travel softball. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, now, now you're 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 you're, you're crossing seasons. And, I disagree. And, I think it's okay. the duck face and the TikTok is why kids aren't doing it. They're too busy making content. Okay, that's what I believe. Dancing around half naked to their, you know, to their favorite Puff Daddy song. I thought we were I thought we were not going to talk about the fall ball. But anyway, I'm going to go I'm going to go back to this I talked to Mark Bledsoe about. My daughter when she was in the 8th grade and as, as a freshman 
So it must have been the listless coaching that she got from Amber DeCourcy <laughs> that, that caused her to not want to play college volleyball. But, no, when she was in middle school and early high school, she was adamant she wanted to play college volleyball. We spent a small fortune on travel volleyball, on club volleyball. Yeah. Going to Florida, going to Nashville, Tennessee, Columbus, Ohio. I'm aware of these things, Coach. And it, it, was, it was a small fortune. I, I, I did research, she, like, how much you could get how, for organs one night. I was going to say, how many times did you pay for college? And so I know what we have invested in her college to this point. Yeah. And we could have paid cash for it. Yeah. For what we, what we invested in club volleyball. Talk to Noah so, Trueblood about and, hockey one day. And so my whole yeah. point with that is – Unless that kid is dead set that they're going to do it and they're going to play at an extremely high level, I think it's a poor investment. Yeah. Travel softball. And here's the thing. Club we, volleyball. I think it's a poor investment. You know, I was just talking to you the other day. We talked about travel sports. We talked about it on that episode. One of our most listened to episodes. The Crazy Parents the crazy, episode. Yeah. Your parents are local. Yeah. yeah. Everybody you talk to, even kids that play travel, blah, 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 Everyone you talk to says it's crazy. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's too much money. It's too much time. The kids play too much. They get burned out. Da da da. College coaches want multi-sport athletes. I just paid four hundred dollars for a bat until you do it, yeah. and then and then you yeah. do it. I well, don't. And, and I and I think part of the um, and and I am for multiple sport athletes. I have my children who are multi multi sport athletes, but I think oh the college the, the college coach. Urban Meyer wants multi. No, 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 no. He recruited the eighty-five best yeah, players, right, right, right. He who says, also happen to run track, and then he can go out and say that. And because you know, even Devin you know, Lockerbie. even even in this small recruiting process we went through with my daughter, we would go on a visit, and before her senior year, they would say, "Okay, well, where are you going to play club after your season?" Mm -hmm. So they're already talking about, you know, th they had no. They had no care in the world when considering if, if she played basketball or not. Not one. Not one. Yeah, and so so the, people can post it, and it's a cute YouTube, and you, everybody can like it. Right, and, right, and, right, right. Uh, big, The big, long Yeah, thing. and, and, and genuflect to it. But, you know. But I, I, everyone I, I, yeah. says it until it's yep, their kid. Right. And then yeah, they, yep. they and, and I do. I think travel sports is crazy, and it's, a, it's, 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 it's and cutting into those. It's, it's everybody seasons. except me. They're all crazy except me. Right. right They're right. all doing too much except me. Because I'm not crazy because I have my daughter out there on July 4th weekend as an eight-year-old in Louisville, which, yeah. by the way, I did that. <laughs> well, I'll old. tell you what. As I mean, an eight-year-old. I used to be able to tell you where every subway, where every McDonald's, where, where you'd get in Bloomfield. Well, that had to nothing the, to do with sports. Oh, yeah, shoot, right. No. Seriously, though, I mean, you oh, knew yeah. where that, okay, if you're in the Bloomfield Bash, you're going to eat at Subway across the street, or you're going to go yeah. up next to uh, Bloomfield and go to the Dairy Queen there. If you're in Petersburg, it was the old the old Subway, yeah. and then you would go to that god-awful, treeless savannah of a softball fields down there. <laughs> I know. I felt, like, I felt like Lawrence of Arabia crossing those softball <laughs> North fields. Diamonds. God, I know. Let me throw you a curveball here, Brian. Yeah. How much turnover, though, do you see in girls' basketball coaches? I mean, it's like boom, 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 boom. So Yeah, we never did so, answer the original question. So, Why are so, so having a coach 
that is out of school long enough to create excitement yeah. among the young girls that they are then going to carry true. on throughout the program, I think is incredibly important. Because I know you see it a lot on the boys' side with programs that like have a lot of inconsistency. And it's like, okay, we got a good group coming through, and we're going to be okay for a couple of years, and then we're going to be terrible again. Yeah. But on the girls' side, if you look at successful programs over the years, and whether you, you go back to Reve and consistency that they had within their program, like it or love it. Oh, I remember when they were a winless girls' team too, though. But, but I'm saying like it or love it, whoever was at the top, sure. there was consistency yeah. there in the program, and that created excitement, and those young girls wanted to play. I don't know. I know. I know. Barry, the first half of their schedule, we have some JV games. I think after Christmas, it gets yeah, pretty slim. Yeah, it's slim Two pickings. quarters or nothing. And or none. I mean, I uh, boys, girls. What? I'm shocked. Lagodi only has what eight or ten players. Like I, I just, but, I'm shocked. What's and going they've on. got. But you also see they've that got a great coach. Side. Yeah, they've got a great. Yeah, yeah they've got a tremendous friend coach. of the show. And yeah. he, he has he has been there for a while. And so. he's had success. Yeah, extreme success. But on the boys' side, like you're even seeing programs that only have 16 boys in the whole program, 14. We're going to play somebody here before December that has 14 boys in the whole program. It might be more what Todd said. than I think so. Well, I'm here to report that there are 22 fourth-grade Barreed girls playing <laughs> basketball. And 19, and, 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 19 Indiana All-Stars yes, coaching. And them. I may have had a parent yeah. who texted me what the combined scores of their four games are so far. So, well, I'm not even going to read it. That's so ridiculous. That's stupid. I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So God, we're I never going to lose a game. Do we yeah. want to say what we're doing next week for the show, or do we want to hold on to that to make sure we're going to do what we? Oh, do? let's. I'm let's just, just excited to listen, and I'm excited that Mike and I are going to have the Josh Thompson coaches show before you guys go on the air. Why don't you guys start that at about four o'clock? So we got to be done by <laughs> by seven thirty. I'd say hit the breaking news. All right, here's what we're going to do next don't week. You have a, don't you have a sound for that? Uh, uh, well, I played it earlier, and, man, it's really long. I didn't remember my breaking news, but I'll, I'll play it. Hell, let's, let, how about we do this? Let's play the Red Hill from the old-school Red Hill podcast that I host. Let's play the Red Hill Loyal. This is our new breaking news. So next week, the B3 podcast will not come to you from Red Bones Bar and Grill. We are going to do our version of a Manning cast. We are going to be on Tuesday night live from North Davies High School for the North Davies Lagoda game. We will be on Press Row commenting on the game and talking about all the goofy stuff. I probably will not be drinking Maker's Mark during the show that night. But um, so, yeah, we're going to do our own alternative broadcast for the North Davies Lagodi game from Press Row at North Davies High School. And just a real quick shout out. So, going into the game with 997 points, Jalen Mullen, yep. one of my favorite kids that I have never personally coached, will eclipse 1,000 that night. I'm, I'm say that's a safe bet. My guess is. Uh, How many has he got now? 997. Yeah, yeah three pointer away. Decent chance. And, three pointer uh, away. Decent and chance. I'll tell you what, barring. Any major injuries, he probably becomes North Davies' all-time leading scorer and all-time leading assist guy this year. You know, that's incredible. That is, you know, I think that's incredible. Dalrymple told me is he will only be, and, and Brent thought it was his second, and then he, then we talked about it a little bit later. Third player to play college uh, basketball from out of that program. Yeah. Uh, well, while we're doing all this, and I've heard all the talk in the last week as we get geared up to the season, I'm just gonna. I'm going to lay it out here, and we'll put it in the middle of the table, and this is not a prediction. But 95% of the oxygen about this game 
has went to the North Country yeah. and not to the East. Yeah. There's a team over in Lagodi oh, I yeah. I don't disagree. who feels burned yeah. by how their season ended he last did. year. Right. And as they should. And well, as they be, as they should. Let's be honest. And and now ninety five percent of of the words and the oxygen are about your 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 one A state champions now playing in three A. So I think we are going to see I mean, and not that anybody isn't predicting it. But and those I, games have been close. They have. But I, I think you are going to see an inspired um, Lagodi Lion team on, well, on opening night. They have night. been itching to get back on the they have, Yeah. Brian, let me throw another curveball at you. Last year, um, we went to North Knox, and you saw two guys in the same game score 1,000 yeah. points. Yeah, that's true. Really an oddity. Yeah. With all the tradition that you have had in – these two or three counties. How many times have the all-time leading score for North Davies, which could potentially be Jalen Mullen, yeah. and the all-time leading score at Lagodi, which could be Peyton Bledsoe by the end of the year? And has he got about 1,200 now he's or 1,100? Clo- he's, he's close to my wife's uncle, Brian Canada's all-time What was that record. number? Um, I'm not sure. It's around 1,375, okay. 1,400. So Peyton could get there very easily this year. You could have two guys playing in the same game wow. this year that will become their all-time two league scorer at, at, at two really good. Yeah. Um, I think it's fifteen fourteen because 15, 14? because oh. our principal Jeffrey Doyle is at fifteen oh five. Okay, Ooh. and I've never heard Coach Doyle say this and catch us on the broadcast next week. But I have talked to a lot of Lagodi friends, and I can see a guy I trust and he can shake his head or just throw up his hands like he doesn't know but felt like Doyle kind of got punished his freshman year for for whatever reason and Jeff Doyle played basically no varsity basketball as a freshman when everybody in the world knew he was one of Ligoti's five or six best players doesn't play any varsity basically at all until he's a sophomore comes out and averages I think you know 18 a game as a sophomore and there were a lot of Lagodi people who were like, if we would have played him last year in 1987, it would not have turned out like it did. Yeah. So I've heard many Lagodi people, and I'll, I'll just – my historian is – yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, so if I there are a lot of people, and I know that this, is, yeah. this is family's talk, you know, crossing here, but, but uh, you know, there are a lot of people who feel like the Bari principal should have claimed your wife's uncle's scoring title at Lagodi. <laughs> Speaking of screwed up family relationships there, let's go right to Yellowstone. Yep. Yeah, ready? let's talk about it. Yeah, before we go. I've got yeah. theories. Okay, first of all. Were I, you I as asked, disappointed as I was? I asked DeCourcy last night on the, uh, and I'm sure there were thousands listening to the Red, or Red Hill, the Bar Reeve Linton girls basketball yep. game last night. And I said, what'd you think? Because things that, it was getting a little draggy there toward the end. And you gave it thumbs in the middle. I wholeheartedly agreed. Thumbs in the middle. Then I guess uh, thumbs in the middle good. for me. Then I, I thought it was it was okay. The, now, for the the wedding, you know, the I mean, the whole uh, inauguration part and all this and that. I thought I, well, I didn't need all that. They didn't have that. The season before they had the cliffhanger where everybody got shot and there. My was daughter, this, uh, my daughter said there was to me, "Nothing really." She said, "Did anybody get killed?" Yeah. And I said, "We almost, well, we almost did." We're still trying. Yeah, it, real quick, tune out right now. Five. If you have, well, hang on. Four. Yeah, tune out right now. But Thompson, you didn't. You going thumbs in the middle? 
I'm going thumbs in the middle. Okay. okay. Because I feel like yeah. they're setting us up to continue to build. I, I think that's right. They're they setting up a lot of yeah. stuff. But they tried to kill somebody. And I hate to say this. This is not a real person. Nobody get upset. I wish they would get rid of her. I'm so Wait, wait a minute. Who do you want dead? Monica. The what? I don't know her name. Oh, the uh, you wish that she yeah. died in the car crash. Yeah. She Sorry. was a good conduit at the beginning of the show between the Native Americans. Between the between yes, yeah, yes. yeah, right. And the and in the family, right. The Duttons. But now I, I don't. I'm tired know of her. Where, yeah, she I'm has tired no, of her. She has no purpose in the show. Yeah, she and Jamie. She and it. Jamie need to go to the train station. But you yes. don't. But but you don't ultimately think that it's going to come back, especially with the attorney for the Native Americans, that it's not going to come back somehow. Is You're, that his daughter? That's no, not no, his no, daughter. Okay. no, no, I, no. I, okay. It's going to come back somehow, though. That the Native Americans are going to have I agree. Yep. some part gonna, because that rainwater guy has really fallen to yeah, the yeah, kind of the wayside. Yeah, it, He's it, it, they're coming back. My ultimate prediction is he wins the show. Who does when it's over? Rainwater. Yeah, that's not a bad. They, yeah. and, and, and I don't know if it's a and and this is could be three seasons and but that's I I think that'll be the the message the you know the white man and the Indians can live harmoniously. I'll just tell you what I'm so tired of Jamie. Well, because of 1883 and that whole thing at the beginning, yeah, with, yeah, with the with the merit. Did you watch 1883? I started to, and I got See, bored. I loved it. I read you. And I'm excited for 1923. Yeah, and that's going to okay. be so. That will be John's great dad or great no grandfather. John's grandfather. John's grandfather. Because John's dad probably would have been born around that time. Yeah, yeah. and then but. I'll tell you what. The scene with the old man dying at the rock. That was, was dad. That, that was the best. I to almost, me, I love that scene in the movie. I almost. Like if you, if my you my wife wouldn't let me do that. I'm just going to yeah, say that's where it is. I almost bought a Wrangler jean jacket today off of Amazon. You should have. She said no. Oh. She said, hey, but hey, Bill Cowher said, me Bill Cowher said, Jeff Saturday getting hired was a travesty. Your wife not letting you buy a Wrangler jean jacket. A Wrangler a jean jacket. Ask my daughter. You two travesty. will see her in the hallways tomorrow. Ask her about the jean jacket that my wife wouldn't let me buy about three years ago. I have a picture. I'll find it. I cannot, I cannot look any better than I did in this jacket. I had popped the collar. I took a picture. It is. Uh, yeah. 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 And. My wife said, no, we're not getting that. We're I not. I cannot tell you how handsome I was in that jacket. Oh, I can, I can I visualize can it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all I wanted. Can, can, can we do season five predictions? Yes. That's that's what I would like to this do. This is not the last season, right? No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Because that would change things. So, so I mean, where, where do okay, we... Okay, what are we saying? What, Jamie's real... Or Jamie's... Jamie's mom is... Is um, John Dutton's sister? They, yep, that was yeah. mine from last year. Yep, and and I think that they're probably going to make. I think Jamie's going to have a bad time this year. No, I, I think Jamie's going rogue. We well, went rogue last year. Well, but I mean, I think he's going even more rogue, and I think he's he's done. Like his sister's uh, not going to come into his office and talk to him and make him say yes, ma'am. Anymore. Yeah, that's, no. that's, that's done. And, and I that's think done. I think Beth is in for a rough time coming up. That's my. By the way, my, did my, you know she's a British actress? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's incredible she was in to watch Sherlock her. Holmes. I, I did not it's know. It's incredible that. to watch an interview with her. She was she was Dr. Watson's 
soon-to-be wife in the first Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. Did not know I, that. I, that's what I bring to the table. My my prediction is that in the crown. We are going to have yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh really? Season five. Yeah. By the way. No, it, no, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. We're down to. We're, we're, I think we're gonna, we're going to have two double crosses this season. Okay. I think Linnell is going to cross John. Who's Linnell? The, the senator, his, his governor, love yeah, interest. former governor. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yes. I had no idea what her name was. Yes, yes. I, I think she is, she, you know, she's saying, seek me she's out. Poli- uh, she's going to politically screw him over. She, so, yes, she's going to name And yeah. they're going to try to build the, uh, they're going to try to build the airport, and then John's going to blow up all the earth movers. Or and, 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 and then basically, at, at some point, we're going to have a shield moment, WWE reference, where Seth Rollins, John Dutton, is going to hit, you know, Roman Reigns, Beth Dutton in the back with the chair. Uh, I think I think John and Jamie. I think there's going to be some type of alliance at really? the end of the year where, where where Beth is cut out. She's too good to not go full heel. And she's being very. She's planting the seeds for not for being unlikable. That's right. what I think. Yeah, she's it, unlikable and likable at the same time. And she's also getting very sentimental with Rip. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. So that, I think that she's in for some. She's yeah, in for that, some that, and that's where. Yeah. All right, let me ask this question: When that happens, is Rip getting fat? No, he is getting fat. Thank my you. Wife, my wife talks about that. Rip's getting fat. But my question is: When that goes, when she goes heel, which way does Rip go? Uh, Rip doesn't have a choice, right? I mean, he's. Yeah, I, I think it. it does his loyal, but but he's. I mean, he's, he's gonna die. How's he gonna die? That's yeah. what. You, that's yeah. every time no, you get into one of these shows. He's gonna die yeah. tragic. Yeah, it's it's tragic, gonna be, but heroic. Or does everybody else die and he rises from the ashes? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I always thought Ari Gold should have his own show. Uh, really? Yeah. By the by, the way, I just Ari watched uh, Ryan Bingham do a great version of an old Blaze Foley song on the internet today. It was fantastic. A Mick Foley song? No, no. Mick Foley has left Blaze Twitter, Foley. by the way. Really? We got to get him back. Oh, really? What's Twitter? Hey, may, maybe you're wise. <laughs> he followed. He hey, followed the speaking his twin. Speaking he of that, what was Jimmy Fallon's deal with Elon Musk today? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see this. There's some to do on there. So. Yeah, oh. I, I, I saw it, but it, but it was kind of funny. It wasn't. No, it, it was it was it was, it was funny banter, but I, uh, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. I, I I didn't. This catch, whole thing I with the eight dollars and people now just making fake. Accounts and yeah. getting certified or getting verified. Yeah, those are great. You know what? Just you know what? By the way, it's like the war games. You know, the only way to win is not to play. Yeah, there you go. Real quick, I, I think we talked about this briefly. I don't know if we were on the air or off the air before we go. It did. It, am I the only one that stuck with Walking Dead to the end? No, because yes. next week is the last episode, and you talk about a show that's limping into its series finale. <laughs> Holy crap! I, I quit a long time. Uh, long I'm time st- ago. I stuck with it. And season I'm still two, there. maybe season two and it a is, half. It is a whole no, bunch of people I, I, that you you don't. That was the great thing with that show. You cared about that group of people, and it is. Did they find a cure for the zombie disease? No, but they are learning to climb now. The the walkers in the last couple episodes can now climb oh, and open boy. doors, which makes you know makes it peril. Maybe yeah. that's what we do. It, it maybe the zombies just invade Yellowstone. And <laughs> Could be. All right, they merge. Enough of this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gene Miller's been waiting out there. For us to give him the signal, him and Nathan Lester have been talking and 
All right, real quick, Todd Lancaster, North oh, Davies, Lagodi, score. I said quickly. Lagodi, 46, North Davies, 51. 51, 49, because Jalen Mullen will not let that team lose. Okay, so we're pretty pretty much dead on. And, and Peyton's going to do everything he can not to let Mike? Them. Going lower, 43, 38. North Davies? Cougars. Yep. And, oh, let's get the prediction out no, of Josh no, on this one. Be, no. But I will I'm tell go, you. I'm going coach speak. 52. I, li I like Mike's prediction. You're saying it's look, going that, lower. No, I'm saying that it's going lower and I, because Dow will not let the score get high. Yeah. But I'm telling you, Mike's right. The Lions will be inspired. I, I don't I think everybody agrees that. that. Yeah. that I, I still say it, it was a – Christmas, not this, but that Hagen, Nepp, Peyton Bledsoe battle last year, that was Bird Dominique-like going back and forth. It was incredible to watch. We may see it again coming up. All right. Josh Thompson, Bar Eve, Luke Washington. 52-46, Vikings. Yeah. I'm going to say 50-48, Vikings. 50-48, Vikings. Yeah. I like the Vikings, 54-48. I'm going to go 49-48. My guy, Gene Miller, rising from the ashes. Brino's mom. On Thanksgiving Eve. Tommy Lynn sells. Still guilty.